0: Welcome to the Apprentice to CEO podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping to take your business idea and growing it into something you can be proud of. As with any job or trade, we start as apprentices, but with hard work and vision, we can grow into CEOs. Each podcast will come with worksheets and other links to valuable resources, so don't forget to check the show notes. I'd also like to thank BCIT and BC Campus for the grant that is making this podcast possible. This podcast and all the worksheets attached carry a CC by Creative Commons license. So, feel free to use as much as you need. Let's get started. Some would say we've left the best for last marketing and branding. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. In fact, it's going to be covered over two episodes. The first part is me going over marketing and branding, some of the more important aspects that we need to know. The second is we're actually going to be interviewing the CEO of Flynn West Media Solutions talking about important aspects that small businesses need to know about when it comes to marketing and branding. So let's let's focus on this episode first here. Let's talk about our markets and our brands. If you saw the McDonald's M, if you see a Nike swoosh, if I mentioned to you Home Depot, all these images conjure in your head of their logo. Definitely you would see the Nike swoosh. You see the I'm loving it perhaps, or you see the two French fries with the M. Or you see that bright orange that we associate with Home Depot. They are marketed and branded, and they have it down to a science. What we want to do when we're focusing on our small business is we want to use a name, a slogan, or a logo that immediately tell people what you do. They, now, this oftentimes can go, get overlooked, and oftentimes, sometimes it's so simplistic as, say, for a trades company, you might have Flynn Electric, Couldn't get easier than that, could it? It's my last name and it's got my services at it. Some people think that there's an air of mystery by just putting a, a name on it that has nothing to do with the industry that they're working on and nothing to do with, and that their logo has nothing to do with anything that has to do with their business. And they think that this air of mystery that it's being created just gives, makes people want to learn more about that. Now, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes to this book called Story Brand. There's a marketing genius out there. His name is Donald Miller. He's written lots of books. He talks about in the regards to marketing that if you confuse, you lose. So if people are trying to do the brain work to figure out what you do based off of your marketing, they're just gonna move on to find something where they can get the information that they need right then and there. Now, when you're starting your new business, you might have somebody in mind for a good logo. Maybe you're an artist yourself, but perhaps like me, you don't have any artistic talent at all, and but you really want to make sure you have a good professional-looking logo out there. There are places to go for logos. There's 99 Designs, would be one that I would recommend and I have used in the past. Generally, you go out and you go it's you put your idea for your logo out there. You say what your business is, what you kind of the ideas that you might have, and then you'll have different graphic designers out there who will try to bid for your job and basically they're they're putting out they're showing you what they can do and you'll pick the one that you like the best and from there you'll get your logo designed great way to go costs probably like 99 design said that i think i've spent about 100 bucks on a logo before another good ass way to go is fiverr.com fiverr has got tons and tons of graphic designers that are available to it it can be as cheap as $5 or as expensive as you want to go. You really need to look read the fine print as to what that graphic designer is going to give you. But the work that they can turn out and how they turn it out so quickly blows my mind. But you can get some really professional-looking logos right away. So remember, at the end of the day, when all of this is concerned, when they we're talking about the marketing, branding, and your logo, that you want it to basically be an extension of who you are. So and there's always... There's a saying that goes, remember, always be yourself unless you suck. So when it comes to marketing and branding, we want our logos and our brands and all that fun stuff to accentuate the good parts of us. And that could be when when we're talking about our website and our website design, which is generally the first question I always get asked when we're talking about marketing is, should I have a website set up? And the answer to that is yes. Think about when you're looking for services, when you're looking for anything, the first thing you do is you go onto the internet and you Google it. You want people to find you. And we'll talk more about the social media aspect of, and all how they can you can get your search rankings up. And we'll talk about that in the interview as well. But you definitely want to have some sort of internet presence. Now, there's some great examples out there of trades businesses doing it correctly. Some that you might want to look into. Pioneer Heating and Plumbing, a great example. Wix Electric is another great example. Uptime is a great example as well. Now, when you go into and I'll put I'll put links in the show notes to those. When it comes to your website and getting your your brand out there, so your website is kind of like your brochureish, like people that like your calling card. Don't be shy. Let people know exactly who you are and what you can do and what you provide. Don't downsell anything. This is the time to upsell what you can provide. Do not be shy. Don't be thinking that you know you don't want to come across as a braggart. Because at this point, this is the time for people to know that you know what you're doing. You know how to get this going. You're not bragging. You're just providing information. When Also, when you're building your website, that being said, do not overstuff your website with information. You want to get it as simple as possible, as clean and crisp as possible. You don't want to overload information. It's not a place to have a brochure where you've got tons and tons of text. Because what happens, and Donald Miller again talks about this in his book, is people's brains start to work too hard. If they're having to read a lot of text on the website, if they're trying to have to sort through things and find things, they're just going to get confused. And like he says, if you confuse, you lose. You move on, and they will look for something better. Like this is your first chance to make a first impression. And if you if you confuse them by having an overpacked website that is just hard to navigate and get around in, they're not going to be looking through it. You want to make sure that you have somebody look over your website. Don't just trust that you've got the eyes for it. If you're using somebody else to build your website for you, make sure, and please do this because so many people don't, make sure that you have other people take a look at it before you launch it. They may not know exactly the business that you're in. They There may be some something in that site that you did not account for that when you put it out, people are going to call attention to. All right. Also, when you're building a website, don't think of it as a building that, you know, people come into the lobby and then they can go here, there, and everywhere. Basically with your website, if you're trying to get now this is this is specifically I'm talking to like service industry. If if you're building an e-commerce site similar principles apply, but you are going to be treating this more like it is an office building because you have certain areas that you want people to go to. You have a shop area, right? You're going to want to treat it a little bit like a mall. Service industry people who are listening to this podcast, remember, people want to come here. They want to look for information as to how to get in contact with you. They possibly want to see testimonials and they want to see previous work. That is all that it needs to be. Now you also should have a back end blog which we'll talk about in a second because you want to keep your your site fresh and you want it to rank well but for the most part don't worry too much about getting tons and tons of stuff in there. Now your your website it does serve a purpose. So it's very important to realize that. Now some website tips. Don't misspell. So if you're that's why I suggest make sure that people are going through the website, going through the spelling, going through all that to make sure that there's no obvious glaring mistakes. Don't pollute, which goes back to that whole don't make your website too busy. You do wanna add how-to videos. If you are inclined to get on your camera, maybe show people how to do things, that stuff helps rank your website. What rank means is when you set up your website, and a lot of people don't understand how the whole Google algorithm works, The moment you set it up, if somebody Googles your business name, they're not going to go to your site. What has to happen is Google needs to learn to trust you. They need to know that you're not some flash in the pan business that's out there that is just quickly setting up a website and then cutting and running. So by adding stuff like tutorials and by blogging, so writing up little write-ups about your business or about, you know, if you're, uh, say you're electrical, you could talk about uh, top 10 tips to bring down energy costs. Like little blogs like that, and you can hire those out at Fiverr.com. That helps get Google realizing that you actually are in it to win it, and you are actually building something here. So when we're dealing with this, you also want to make sure that you add testimonials. You want to prove to people that other people have used your services and that they really enjoyed your work. So have, make sure you're you're getting some testimonials from clients. Not every client is going to offer you a testimonial, not just for the fact that they didn't like your work. Maybe that does happen once in a while, but sometimes clients just don't want to get their name out there, or don't don't have the time to, to build testimonials. Make sure you ask though, because if you don't ask, you don't get. Another thing when you're dealing, I'm specifically talking to tradespeople right now, add before and after pictures. Show the work before you showed up, show the work after you showed up. On your website, Make sure that your company logo is prevalent. Make sure that you have they know exactly what the business is at any point when they look at the page, they know which website they're on. And a great way to do that too is to have some sort of tagline. Now, when we're building a tagline, Story Brand, Donald Miller, <laughs> talks about how you want to identify your identify your customer's problem, explain your plan to help them solve it, and describe the success ending to their story. So as an example, say I start Flynn Electric and my tagline would be this. Living in the lower mainland is expensive. We will help you gain a rental income so that you can continue to live in one of the best places on earth. Flynn Electric, your basement suite renovation specialist. So again, what I'm doing here is identified my customer's problem. It's expensive to live in the lower mainland, living in the Vancouver area or Toronto area or New York area, wherever you're coming from. Explain your plan to help them solve it. In this case... We're going to help you gain a rental income with a basement suite. And then describe a successful ending to the story so you can continue to live in one of the best places on earth. Putting those into your taglines helps immensely. There are workshops upon workshops that help people build their taglines. And in those three simple steps, you've got one built. Now, how do you go about building this website that you're going to have? Now, some of you are, are might be proficient at it. Some of you might have zero skills at all. Well, don't worry the internet has your back on this one there are services such as squarespace and wix which is just a they call it a WYSIWYG wig or a, what you see is what you get it's basically drag and drop they create templates already from there you can go ahead and just cut and paste and drag pictures in drag text in it's very very easy to do squarespace offers crazy good support wix almost as good if you want to get into more customizations and building like, back-end shops and that sort of thing, WordPress is a good way to go. A little caveat on WordPress, though, is it is you need to have some sort of understanding of coding. It doesn't have to be much, but you're going to have to get in there. It can be very user-friendly, but when you start getting into the back-end of things, it can get a little daunting, which is why I would highly suggest using a service to build your website for these things because you, you don't have time always to do it. You wanna build your business, you don't wanna to have to build a website. You're not in the website building business, unless you are. <laughs> but for the most part, you wanna make sure that you're taking that into account. Now, you'll keep hearing this term bandied about when we're talking about your website called SEO. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, the way you're gonna do that is you're going to write articles, you're gonna post videos, you're going to have a tip section, and it's just constantly feeding some sort of content into your website. Again, like I mentioned, this helps Google realize that you're not just there to cut and run, that you are a legit business and you're trying to keep things going. You can hire somebody to write your content, and you can hire people. There's services out there that make sure that they keep your website current. Again, as always, as we talked about with accountants, as we talked about with lawyers, At this point, when you're starting to build this and you're trying to build this into something great, you might want to look at having a professional do it for you. And there might come a time where you've got it set up on your own, but then you need somebody else to take it over for you. That's the time to start looking into other services. Now, let's talk about our favorite thing in the world, (laughs) social media. Now, I'm gonna give you a few little demographics here. Facebook, as of 2020, Facebook had 2.2 billion monthly active users 1.4 billion daily active users photos uploaded loaded daily 300 million videos viewed daily 8 billion that's insane it's ranked number one still in regards to social media let's talk about instagram growing like wildfire 800 million monthly active users 500 million daily active users photos uploaded daily uploaded daily 95 million Instagram Stories loaded daily, 250 million. It's ranked number three as in regards to social media. Fast climbing, sure to take over number two, in no time flat. They've also introduced Reels. There's just there's so many different ways that we can go ahead and use Instagram for marketing. Twitter, 330 million active users per month, 100 million active users per day. 140 million tweets published daily. And there are 460,000 new accounts daily. LinkedIn. LinkedIn has 200 million monthly active users. 546 million total registered users. There are 5.26 million new accounts monthly. And there are 20 million company pages. There was for a while a fallacy going around that LinkedIn was dying that is 100% not true. LinkedIn is one of the fastest growing social media sources out there. And in regards to a business, it is a must have. It is one of the few places where organic growth can still happen and you don't have to worry about pay to play, which all the other social media takes care of. You have to, if you want your, your product or your business in front of eyeballs, when it comes to Facebook or Instagram, even Twitter, you are paying for that. With LinkedIn, you, have, you can do that organically. Reddit. Reddit has 274 million active users, 330 million total users. There are 25 million votes per day, and there's 50,000 active communities. Pinterest. 200 million active users per month. There are 70 million U.S.-based users, 1 billion total boards created, and 100 billion pins created. A great area for people who are in the trades industry. YouTube. Number 2. 1.5 billion monthly active users, 30 million daily active users and growing. Videos views per day, 5 billion. The average visit length is 40 million and climbing. Social media is you cannot afford to ignore it. It is out there and it is a tool that we can use. Now, with social media, however, it requires a whole different mindset and we'll talk about this when we have the digital marketing expert in the next episode but social media is not a sales pitch what social media is is it's a place to set up your brand social media is not a media it's a place to listen engage and build relationships it's an area to show that you're an expert and it's a place to build trust This is where you're going to engage with people. You're not just going to be throwing down information and walking away. This is a place to show customers that you are there to engage with them. The days of just throwing leaflets and pamphlets with information are gone. People want to see engagement. And if you're using social media for your business, you need to engage and build that trust. You're not always trying to sell. You're trying to give. Now, there's some social media marketing tips. There's the 20-80% rule. 80% 80% means that you're taking your time, you're giving 80% of things away. You're giving tips. You're telling, te- teaching people how to do things. You're showing them things. 20% is your sales pitch. You don't want to flip that because if you're going 80% sales and then 20% giving, people will look at that and just see that as a social media slime ball. And you don't want to be seen as that. Now, another tip with social media is if you want to be taken seriously, you need to be consistent. And in order to do that, you need to get involved in a community. You want to make sure that you're jumping into different communities, whether that's a actual physical community, such as an area that you live in, or just a community such as the product that you're selling and what people are getting involved with. Make sure that you're constantly Feeding your social media. Now, I would suggest that you pick one or two social media platforms because not all platforms are going to be created equal and you're not going to be comfortable with all platforms. So, to get started, take a platform that you understand. For a lot of us, it might be Instagram, for the older people, it might be Facebook. But then from there, you can start to build your trust and your tribe through that and then start building followers. And then from the followers, you start building a word of mouth. Now, remember, don't be a jerk when you're on Facebook and when you have your business, make sure you have a separate personal account away from your business account and realize that when you're on social media, that even though they're separate, people are going to link the two of them together. So if you're coming across as a jerk on social media on your personal platform, that will bleed over and translate into your business platform as well. Now that is talking about websites and that's talking about social media. And again, I'll talk a lot more about that in our next episode with our guest. What we also, what people seem to almost forget about now in this age of social media and the internet is face-to-face networking is still a thing. Trade shows are a great place to network. They're a bevy of information there. There's such a great area way to get to know people, get to know what's going on in your industry. Do not neglect going to trade shows. For those who are in the trades, wholesalers, get to know your wholesalers. And another thing here is, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, your competition are not your enemy. Your competition can actually be an ally. Get to know your competition. I've been involved in many ventures where I've needed my competition to help out and it's just come through so, so well. Chambers of Commerce, another great area where you can get to know your community and how you can help out in that. Lots of businesses are getting involved with their chambers of commerce and have been for years and years and years. It's a great place to network. Now, one thing to mention before we end this episode is you do want to get involved with having something like Yelp. And I know I've already kind of stepped out of the website thing, but we're going to jump back in it for a second because Yelp is a powerful platform. People do, much like they deal with Amazon when they are looking for a service, they're going to Yelp and they're trying to see what, what people have said. So make sure that you get yourself in there. Now, some other things to think about are yard signs. So you, you see them all the time. Another job, another roof by Sir Lang Roofing, another great job by All West Electric. You'll see these signs in people's yards. They work. There's a reason for those. I have a student that actually... When he's working in an area, he will go put door hangers on every single door in the neighborhood saying, hey, we're going to be working in the area. Sorry, there will be some noise coming on. We will try to respect your time and your, your noise levels. If there's ever a problem, please feel free to contact me. And then he puts down his phone number. And he also says on the back of it, if you want to talk about how we can beautify your home and work on a renovation, please feel free to contact me as well. He has had nothing but success with these things. So just those simple door hangers and flyers, they still work. Another thing you might think about is a vehicle wrap. So wrapping your logo on your car or your truck. You might definitely want to have that. When you're driving down the highway, you do notice these things. People do call attention to them, and people do phone from them. They're a great way to get your name out there. Now, one cannot say enough about the business card it is still a thing people still ask for business cards all the time make sure that you keep your business card simple you want to have a nice logo maybe your one-liner there and then your contact information do not make it too busy right you don't want to make people again have to look through stuff to find their information you just want to provide your name your email address your phone number and how they can get a hold of you and who you are at the end of the day The best thing you can do for your business or your product is to do good work or have a good product because that's going to lead to good word of mouth. And at the end of the day, all of this work that we've done is all about having good word of mouth because nothing can beat that. When you're putting out the testimonials, what are those? It's just a digital form of word of mouth. People, I've got, I know businesses, lots of businesses out there that don't even advertise because most of their work and advertising is done through the word of mouth so that is all i have for this episode i really want to make sure that you stick around for the next episode where i interview grady flynn who is the ceo and director of flynn west marketing solutions and full disclosure my little brother the business he is in is absolutely amazing and the man is an absolute legend when it comes to marketing and branding for small businesses we'll see in the next episode